Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 9.30 in 716. Ride sharing in Buffalo, Western New York, and upstate New York nearly one year old prior to ride sharing it was tough to get back and forth the taxi industry had to change i think you've heard me say that before so i just got sharper so we're happy to be able to i I think continue to provide an affordable ride uh, given we're also i think you know on average 30 to 40 percent cheaper than the national than the average taxi as a driver um after taxes and everything i probably made about six hundred dollars i'm tim wenger on the podcast powered by the brothers of mercy a five-star rated skilled nursing residents offering affordable living in a country setting remember all the controversy about ride sharing in western new york politicians bickering cab companies complaining about an unlevel playing field well most but not all of that has quieted down as ride-sharing is now approaching one year of coexistence with the taxi industry in a growing and bustling Buffalo metropolitan area. We asked a regular user, Nick Rivers, for his first anniversary assessment. You know, I, uh, I, I use it quite a bit. I mean, before it came here, I, I traveled quite a bit and kind of learned about it in other cities. And um, to be honest, was quite excited when it came to Buffalo. I mean... I go out to a lot of shows, a lot of concerts and whatnot, and it was kind of always a hassle beforehand uh, because I live up in Niagara Falls, and a lot of the shows that I go to are downtown Buffalo, so prior to ride-sharing, it was tough to get back and forth. Um, You know, to get a taxi downtown town would have to call in advance, would have to wait. Sometimes they wouldn't show up, and if they did show up, it would be a $70 ride downtown, so it would be cheaper for me to just get a hotel room if I wanted to go to a show, if I wanted to have a couple drinks. Uh, and nowadays, I can get down 20 25 bucks each way. Uh, so I use it all the time for shows, no longer have to stay at hotels downtown. Uh, they're reliable, they're quick. I could get a car within five to 10 minutes tops, um, and it's completely changed the way of going downtown. I'll go downtown for dinner now where I didn't used to do that before, you know? Uh, so like it, it's completely changed the way I go, the amount of times I go to downtown Buffalo. If I go, I go to more Bison's games now, I'll go to more Sabres games now. It just makes life a lot easier um, because it's, um, it's just, it's just an easier way to get around town. You know, I think the, the biggest thing, and there's so much going on with it, you know, with regulation, of course, against the taxi cabs. Bill Yonke, owner of Liberty Cab, was the loudest voice of opposition to ride-sharing given the current regulations. He talked with Susan Rose and Brian Mazurowski at the end of the first year for an assessment. But the positive side that we've experienced is that once a driver has driven for a ride-sharing company, they're coming back to us to drive, and they're telling us, their horror stories and they're not making money and, and this kind of stuff. So I mean, it's great that the consumer might be thinking they're getting a cheaper ride, but the drivers are not. You know, exactly what the one uh, client said, the one driver from the ride sharing, that, you know, it, as they're putting more and more vehicles out there that anybody could drive, their money went down. And that's what the drivers are experiencing. Now, the one thing you don't hear about, of course, a lot is about the surge pricing. I heard about the $25 rate from Niagara Falls to to Buffalo, but what happens when there's a surge price, which taxi cabs never do? I mean, so what we did, we put a ride-sharing uh, app out there, uh, 
me the course of that this year. It's been great. It's called Ride, R-I-I-D-E. And we think it's even better than the ride-sharing app due to the fact that you can actually pay cash. And so, uh, you know, we kind of conformed a little bit uh, by interfacing with not just one app company, but several. Hey, now, Bill, you mentioned, uh, you, you said you're seeing drivers come back to driving uh, with cabs. Did that mean you saw maybe an initial surge of drivers leaving uh, Liberty Cab to go and try out Uber and Lyft uh, at first a year ago? Absolutely correct. And it happened across the city. And uh, it actually did happen. And uh, then they came back and told us about, uh, you know, that they couldn't make the money. They're, you know, they're making enough money to, uh, to support their families. That's very important. I mean, to the fact that there's a, you can't go and buy, I hate to use this as an example, uh, you can't go in and buy a bottle of beer for a dollar to a store and sell it for 80 cents. You know, you're not going to stay in business long. And so they really, I think, I think the drivers just didn't know enough. And I think they're educating themselves now. I think they're educating them that they got to pay taxes or they should be paying taxes. And they're starting to experience that they got repairs on their cars. That's where the cost factor is. And I think the drivers are becoming more educated. Do you think, Bill, that business is up for both the ride-sharing companies and for the cabs? Oh, wow. It sure seems like there's a lot more cars on the road. Yes. Uh, maybe in Liberty's case. And I, I don't want to speak for the whole industry because I have friends in other companies in Buffalo, which you know I, I'm really I'm friends with. Uh, they're telling me a different story, and I'll, I'll share that. They're, they're you know, uh, airport taxi has shared with me in, in some cases that they're down fifty or sixty percent. So it's it's, the, it's you know it's the type of business that you're really soliciting. If we're if if they're uh, going after the tourist business and and the party business on weekends, I just focused on everything else around them, and that's what I did. How has ride-sharing coming in uh, over the last year forced you to change? I know you mentioned the app, but uh, for the regular taxi experience, has it changed at all over the last year? Well, I know Liberty did. You know, I wish some of my other uh, uh, operators here would, would, would jump on board. We're actually, uh, our model has now been picked up across the country, so I'm not just doing this in Buffalo uh, we have companies that now that have followed my model across the country. And yes, the, the taxi industry had to change. I think you've heard me say that before. So I just got sharper, you know. And uh, so a lot of the things that we're doing, the way you call for a cab is more than that. It, it, it's, a, it's, a, it, it's a customer service. Can you call a company and if you have a complaint, a live person? And I think that's where eventually, you know, you don't want to feel so automated or robot. And yet this is where we're, our society is going. It's, it's, everything's automatic. My business right now, even though I said that, uh, 90% of my business is automated in some way. Uh, right now today, and only 10% is actually being, being uh, from the telephone with a live person. You know, Bill, I remember you've always been saying you wanted a level playing field. Is it becoming more level? I wish I could say it was. Uh, I've met with the mayor, you know, uh, you know, he did, he did give us that, that, that time. Uh, going through government regulations and people to, you know, to, to do things are very slow. Uh, the cabs are still, you know, they're being inspected and, of course, ride-sharing or not. And, you know, is the officers that are doing the inspection, are they up to par? There's some fact that no one in Buffalo knows. The taxi meters, as we all know it, those companies are going out of business, too. So you see, here, here are officers that are trying to inspect a technology that is going away. 
So we have what we call a soft meter or a computer meter, just like they have uh, in the ride-sharing. What I've done is I have organized the independent operators in the city of Buffalo, if they had one cab or if they had 50 cabs, that they can still keep their identity and still tap into my system. So basically, they're taking care of my overflow business. June 29th marks the one-year anniversary of Lyft in in Buffalo and upstate New York. Lyft is one of the two major ride-sharing companies now serving western New York, and Farrakane oversees Lyft for upstate New York. We are thrilled. Uh, So over the past year, we've been very committed to local partnerships, um, recently working with University of Buffalo Athletics, Dinosaur Barbecue, and Darien Lake. So we're just really excited to be able to come in and, and, uh, and make the, the experience to get, you know, whether it's first mile, last mile commuting or to and from where you need to get at night, um, an easier experience. So we're thrilled to be there. And what are some of the most popular destinations that you're taking people to around here? Yeah, in Buffalo, so we are, well, first and foremost, the airport. Everybody needs a ride to and from the uh, the, the Buffalo-Niagara International. Um, the Greyhound bus terminal, so we do a lot in terms of transit. Um, in terms of universities, University of Buffalo is definitely the, the biggest, and the Walden Gallery Mall. So those are the big ones. Some of, On the bars, with the Mulligan's Brick Bar is a big one. Um, and uh, the Riverworks is, is also a big area. So we're, we're really looking at how to optimize the pickup and drop-off around that to give our, our passengers and drivers a good experience. Now, what have you heard from drivers about their experience here in western New York? You know, we've heard from some who said they liked it a lot at first, but then when more drivers signed on, they weren't quite getting as many rides as they uh, were used to, and they've been using it less and less. Uh, what's your experience in dealing with some of the Lyft drivers? Yeah, that's great. Great feedback. Um, so overall, and, and I also should say, I, I also work in a, in a more mature market that's three or four years old. Um, so we, as we're building up the market, we do hear and listen to the feedback very seriously. You know, is there enough, is there enough earnings at this time? How can we balance that by incentivizing the passengers um, to ride when, when it might not be busy? So when in working with the drivers, we're always regularly listening to their feedback. And I would say as we work to grow the market, you know, there are ebbs and flows, but overall, um, we find that as the market grows and becomes denser, it, be- it continues to become a good um, earning opportunity. What about surge pricing, Anne? How has that worked here, and what's the feedback you've gotten to that? Yeah, um, so actually we monitor uh, primetime pricing um, and, and surge here at Lyft pretty closely. And we haven't, I mean, because the region continues to grow, we've actually been able to um, acquire a good number of very successful drivers in the area. And so the surge pricing has actually been fairly minimal. We do hear the feedback, you know, more often during, let's say, a snowstorm. So I'd say, you know, meeting expectations during snow in upstate New York is definitely sometimes a challenge. Um, but, but overall, it's been, uh, I think, lower than, than we anticipated. So we're happy to be able to I think, continue to provide an affordable ride, uh, given we're also, I think, you know, on average 30 to 40 percent cheaper than the national, than the average taxi. How do uh, riders, um, or how have riders maybe met your expectations as far as how many of them there are in the Buffalo area? Are there a lot of people looking to pick up a ride on Lyft as opposed to maybe what you were hoping for when you debuted here? Oh, yeah. Um, It's been 
It's been absolutely successful. And, um, and in terms of demand, you know, it started really from the beginning. So while I can't speak to raw numbers, I'd say even since the start of the year, rides have grown 64%, um, you know, to this day, and passengers almost 50%, you know, just over, just more and more from the start of the year. So it's been uh, continued demand. We actually also see really interesting, you know, ride patterns. Um, obviously, you know, near the school areas, we see a lot of evening weekends, um, but we've also seen a growth in commuting. And when we came to Buffalo, I brought my entire team to, to Buffalo um, to, see, to see more about the area as we begin hiring more people there. Um, you know, it was really clear that there are so many use cases in, in the city. So we're really excited to be able to continue to support them. Can you tell how many maybe have tried it? And from those numbers, how many are continuing to use it? Yeah, no, I mean, and so we have some really great retention numbers, but unfortunately I can't share the raw numbers at this time. But I appreciate, you know, you guys asking. Overall, it's been um, several, you know, you know, I'd say many in the tens of thousands. So we're, it's been doing really very, very well. Finally on the podcast, a driver's perspective one year in. Emily Wild is a rideshare user and spent some time driving, too. It's been overall positive. I think the hardest part was when I first signed up and we were all ready to go, everyone that did sign up at first, uh, business was booming. But then as time went on and people heard about how great it was to drive for ride sharing, more and more people signed up and there wasn't a cap. So there was more drivers than it was demand. And after a while, there just wasn't enough work. And it wasn't even worth it after a while. I discontinued driving. As a driver, um, after taxes and everything, I probably made about $600. It's not too bad for how little I did it. Uh, it gets a little hairy when you're picking up people from bars at night on the weekend. But it was mostly a lot of people, it depends where you hang out to find people that, that need rides. So, uh, you know, if you're in the suburbs, you get a lot of people that don't have access to a car, that their work is far away. So you're driving them to work instead of them, um, you know, getting on a bus and waiting a really long time to get to work. So I was taking people to work. I was taking them home Sunday mornings or taking them to their cars Sunday mornings because um, they took an Uber home after being too intoxicated to drive home. So that was really neat that I felt like I was helping in a way to keep people safe. Sometimes it just takes time, right? And time will tell how this coexistence will play out in the long haul. Back tomorrow. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.